0: Beloved brands know customer relationships are everything. That's why over 130,000 trust Clavio to power smarter digital relationships across their websites, emails, SMS, and reviews. And now, there's Clavio AI, your guide to smarter insights, decisions, work, and results. Brands like Everyman Jack trust Clavio AI to personalize product recommendations that keep customers coming back. Discover Clavio AI at slash box. That's K L A V I Y O dot com backslash box.
1: atlassian you're listening to the vox media podcast network
2: all right hello everyone uh this is your friend alexander kaylee uh of on to the next one fame my usual co-host and my best friend, uh, Mike Heck, is not here. He is on vacation. I'm sure if you guys have been paying attention to social media, paying attention to some of our other shows, you know that uh, you know Mike's taking a well deserved break. But I have another one of my of, of my best friends joining us: the wonderful, the fan, the, the intelligent, the gorgeous, <laughs> Jed K. Mushu. <sighs>
3: You know, uh, I appreciate all that. I don't appreciate the love for Mike Heck because Mike's left us in the trenches taking grenades here. You know, we don't, days off. MMA takes no days off, good sir. You think he would know that? There are no off seasons here around the clock. And so that's why we're up. We're grinding after this wonderful event that we just had. Got another big event, arguably the biggest event of the entire year. Maybe the biggest sporting event of the entire year this evening. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, the wheels keep turning. So I'm I'm so happy to step in for Mike Heck since he dropped the ball on this one.
2: Well, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say we're happy to have you. Uh I think Mike's exact words before going on vacation were like, guys, I have like a wife and child and a dog that I love and I want to spend time with. I don't need to see Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Blasphemy. Uh, blasphemy. Uh in, in retrospect. Now this Saturday's event, uh, UFC Vegas 66, (laughs) is in the books. Not not a great, not a terrible, I don't think a terrible main event. Just not a great main event. Not one we will remember for super positive reasons, Uh, you know, when we're talking about Jared Kennedy or Sean Strickland's careers down the road. It's a fight. It's a five-round fight. It happened. It was tough to score. It gave us some peculiar scorecards, uh, according to MMA Decisions. And for anyone who didn't watch, Jared Cannonier won a split decision over Sean Strickland. Uh, 49, 40, two 49 46s for Cannonier, 149 46 for Sean Strickland, according to MMA Decisions. Only the second time this has ever happened. Jed, do you know the other time? I tweeted this, I retweeted this earlier. I don't know if you saw.
3: Like I the second did. time? A
2: five round fight.
3: I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Dominic Cruz versus tyler james
2: dillashaw it was and i believe sal diamato was the same dissenting judge in both fights so uh coincidence or uh not i don't know i don't know if you want to frame it but it
3: probably like it probably isn't a coincidence i actually imagine if you went and watched those fights you could see that there is that there's a congruity there there's some mm-hmm. reason whatever it is the truth i, I have not watched uh dillashaw cruise in a long time i remember at the time thinking dillashaw won uh not being upset particularly with the outcome you know but thinking that dillashaw won i definitely re-watched it and still thought dillashaw won but i haven't watched it recently my guess though uh is that which way did did Saul go uh, in so both Saul- instances uh, so this he time went he went the, with the
2: guy the, who lost. No, this time he went with the loser. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, yes. Both times he went with with the guy who lost. Correct, yeah.
3: So uh, interesting because you know I, I my my assumption is uh, that that is actually that's not how I would have thought it because I would have thought that he would have gone with uh, essentially he would have done like uh, Cruz and uh Strickland together. Like he, those would have been the sides just because their fighting styles are a little more sure. aligned in that card volume versus damage. So that's interesting. But the ultimate end point here is I know Jerry, I, I know Sean Strickland's really upset about it. <laughs> there were no wrong answers to this this fight, this uh-huh. outcome. There any any scorecard we talked about in the post show, any scorecard totally live. You gave that fifty forty five Strickland. I can't say you're wrong. If you gave it fifty forty five Cannoneer, I don't think you're that wrong. It's to me, we didn't talk about this because we talked about some other stuff, and I don't want to drag us into the weeds in the post show. Sure. I have never been a huge I know that people hate draws. I have never thought that draws were like a bad thing. Uh frankly, it feels a little American, <laughs> like a little American-centric in our absolute refusal to think that teams can be equal or people can be like roughly equivalent this fight to me feels like a draw like honestly that's sort of how i i do not believe either man showed that they were any level of better than the other they're incredibly well matched if they fought 10 times i think they they would each win half sure so whatever the way scoring works totally fine with any outcome i do kind of wish scoring was a little better catered to where the true outcome of, you know, neither guy wins. We're, you know, we're just even. Maybe feels a little more fair, but say vie.
2: Yeah, I, I agree on in, in the sense that, like, man, it's I don't feel it does the the win does a lot for Cannoneer's career. I don't feel the loss hurts Strickland's career that much. Uh, I do feel like you know, it is the judge's job to to pick a winner or loser, or score, or use a draw. That's true. I mean, ten ten is supposed to be part of their judging, you know, tools it's, as it were. They, it's it's so rarely used. heavily
3: dissuaded. It's rarely that, used. Though.
2: It is. It is, especially where there's activity. I think. I think when there's, it's it's more like if there's a fight where a round, if there's
3: no me, activity. Yeah.
2: Yes, then you're you're supposed to use a draw. If both guys are doing stuff, and to to, to Strickland and Canny's credit, they were doing stuff. They did stuff. Stuff was being done for 25 minutes there's no question they were doing stuff this was um, not a boring fight no it all. wasn't like boring it just felt it you know it never got out of first gear second gear however you want to phrase it right it just kind of stayed level it felt like really you know up you know up high level sparring and like a high level sparring contest uh which is probably not what you want when you're talking about a ufc main event that people are actually watching on television but that's that's what it was that's a fair way to describe it and you mentioned the scores being all over the place no wrong answers jed uh just going and made decisions the media was all over the place uh a few more for cannoneer but we had all the way from 50 45 to 49 46 strickland and everything in between um i'm looking at the fan voting uh very close again 48 47 strickland 31 percent. so that was the leading people that strickland won Right behind 27.3 percent, 47 Cannoneer, and then behind that thirteen percent, another Strickland score, and then thirty another thirteen percent for another Cannoneer score. So that is how really, really super close this fight was. And as you Raised said, thin. like, did anyone really win?
3: No, I mean I, I don't. I, it's one of those where I don't. Sean Strickland drops absolutely nothing in my fighting estimate from this fight, and Cannoneer doesn't really raise. He does officially get a W. And, you know, gets the two paychecks, etc. But this fight was, it was a fight. Uh, and it's, I feel so mean saying that to some extent, right? Because I feel like fans think we're really bagging on this. And it wasn't a bad fight. Mm. It may just be the end of the year. Like, I'm I'm just kind of done. This fight, the stakes were so minimal. If, if there were stakes at all, they were so very low. For them to have this fight, this outcome where... Again, it wasn't awful. Like, it no. wasn't the worst fight I've ever I, seen. This wasn't boring, but it's yeah. the stakes are so low and the outcome was so not definitive that it really just takes any level of shine or care off this one, which is a bit of a tough way to end the year, if we're being honest.
2: Yeah, and, and I think it's a little bit like the card we just saw at 282, where there was uh, a lot of notable finishes, a lot of excitement before the last two fights. And then we kind of got uh you know uh, uh, we'll and we'll talk more about this in a bit uh we certainly talked about a lot of, on, the, on the post-fight show the surukyan ismagulov fight which was fine but not exciting certainly nothing not no not a fight of the night candidate by any means and then again a sort of uh, a main a main event that was you know not bad by any stretch i mean i think i um Blach, was a lot better than this one but not bad by any stretch but again maybe not not what we're all hoping for to close out close out a show especially the last UFC event of of 2022 but uh, as you said uh, Jared Cannonier is the winner he gets the extra paycheck and Jed he gets the honor of having a fight pick for him because it's it, it, an know, honor it is. it's not a nice business but we only pick fights for winners uh generally it's a title fight we'll sometimes pick the loser so it's not a title fight so Sean Strickland happy trails for whatever is next to you my friend but Jared Cannonier, uh we are going to pick a fight for him. Uh we kind of ended up in neutral, I don't know, so I don't know where you went with this uh with this one Mr. Masu.
3: So I think there are a few choices here. I had one written down. I think I mentioned it on the post show yesterday, but I pivoted. Thought about it a little more. Um first let me just say God love you Jared cannoneer Um you ain't getting the things that you want. And he came out afterwards and said, "I I want a title fight or I want a number 1 contender match. Those are the fights that I want." And tremendous. We're going to talk a lot about people wanting things that they ain't got no shots of getting. And Mister Cannonier, you're not getting. You're not getting a title fight. Like that's, it's almost ridiculous and counterproductive to ask for that one. You're not really getting a more contenders match, especially when you won't even pick one. A lot of high profile matchups for top ranked guys, and you're just saying the one that gets me a title fight. None of them do. So pick one and hope that maybe it can get you there. He. I think the, the one I mentioned last night was the Vittori fight. fights coming up in March. Uh, take on the winner of that. Or if he wants a quick turnaround and something happens, maybe step in. But I actually decided instead, I think one that I like more, uh, Andre Muniz fighting Brendan Allen February 25th. Ooh. The winner of that fight, because I think Andre Muniz is the future of this damn division. Uh, if Brendan Allen wins, great for him. But I love Andre Muniz. I want him to start getting his shot to move up. And Jared Cannonier, I th- still think, is at least two fights away. One fight plus a contenders match. So give me the winner of Andre Muniz versus Brendan Allen gets Jared Cannonier sometime in early summer
2: i agree on both fronts i i muniz deserves a top f- ranked guy cannonier is uh, is still still in the ufc's top five after this i think he's top six top seven in the MMA fighting global rankings um and muniz is is good enough to be in there they just haven't given him that opponent so i'm cool with that exactly yeah i'm cool with that, and i'm cool with the brendan allen matchup too for cannonier because i think it's a winnable fight for kenner suddenly he's on a two he beats brendan allen it's not a two fight win streak he's one what do i what is he one that's he's you know uh uh six and he'll be seven and two uh at middleweight if uh if he pulls that off so it's nice he, he ha, he'll he'll remain that guy at middleweight uh that we said he is he is destined to be just a guy he's a guy and that's fine <laughs> you make a lot of money being a guy in the ufc if you hang around long enough so uh no no it's not a bad thing um but that would be a, a just a guy fight if he fought Brendan allen i don't know where it would lead to that where it would lead to after that even if he won um but i like that for Kenner and i like the Kenner matchup for Mooney. so good thinking there um where are you going then i'm interested uh, yeah it
3: doesn't uh, sound like we're friends forever here
2: no no we're not friends forever here i also want to give a young man an opportunity to move up the 185 pound ranks now uh last week uh, I said I wanted Delice to get the winner of Nasrdin Imavov versus Calvin Gastelum on January 14th. But uh, Delice very wisely got himself booked already. Um, he has a fight coming up. So uh, he's, oh, Vittori. it's fighting Mar-Mittori. Big fight. Yes. Yeah, big fight
3: so, going. He very,
2: came. very smart fight for, for Delice. Dark Horse uh, 2022 Fighter of the Year candidate Roman Delice, um got himself a matchup with Vittori on. The uh, in March, so uh that frees up the Ga- Imabov Gaslam matchup to fight Canineer. But I'll go a step further now. Last time I was like the winner. Uh Gaslam, of course, has already fought cannonier
3: So uh, I was. Hear. I thought about this yeah. one. That was why I didn't. Because if Gaslam wins that, I have no interest in the no.
2: rematch. That's why I'm going Crystal Ball here, and I'm going Imabov Ooh, after okay. he beats Gaslam. That's what Dean Imabov will beat Calvin Gaslam on okay. January 14th, and he will fight cannonier So. I'm going to. step Then first. maybe France can first.
3: finally win instead of losing oh, like wow. idiots. Too in soon, the World Cup final.
2: Oh, too soon. People, I swear I did not set him up for that. We did not know who each other was going to pick. Wow, too soon. We were recording, by the way, people just like moments after the uh, the World Cup final. Uh, congratulations, Cup Argentina. I have a lot, I have some family from Argentina. Congratulations to Argentina. Uh, incredible game, and congratulations to France as well for fine effort. Back-to-back World Cups. It's hard to win two in a row. Come on. Yeah, the flu.
3: Le flu. Flu, several of their best players, not involved. My question, is this the second biggest Argentinian win of the month after Ponzinibbio's comeback KO? Of yeah, it's of
2: a di- it's a distant second.
3: Distant second, though. It's a distant
2: dis- second. <laughs> oh, big, man. Big month for Argentina. Messi raising so. the cup. That was... He, he very kind of gently just kissed it actually when he first saw it. He kind of saw. It. He didn't the, do The dramatic. first
3: one when he's getting just the golden ball. Yeah, and does yeah, it. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> just a beautiful just Sneaking
3: it in there, just so living cool. life. What,
2: what a drive a by though! What a drive by though on the France by Jeff Maguire.
3: So I love there, I do oh, think yeah. he's going to be Calvin Gastelum, uh, and I think he'd have a good shot against Canoneer. So I like the matchmaking.
2: I think so too. I think I think Canoneer, depending how the uh, how these some of these fights play out. Could have a really tough matchup next, either Muniz or Imavov, I mean, they're coming for that that spot. He's been holding onto a ranking for a while, uh, and not not squatting. I mean, he's been defending that ranking. Well, he's been fighting. He's been fighting. Oh, yeah. He's not a, he's not a squatter. He's he's been fighting people. But uh, we got some young gunners up here. Come for that spot. Speaking of young gunners, how about that segue? Young gunners. Uh, I, Jed, I don't want to fire you up all over again. I don't want to break your heart all over again. Um, we had Armand Strugian Score a—I will describe it as a workmanlike victory over a very tough lightweight opponent, and Damir Ismagulov. Both men ranked uh in, in the top fifteen of the MMA fighting global rankings. Ismagulov was fifteen, surikyan at nine. Now, I want to tell people—I don't think I got to bring this up on the post-fight show. Jed, heading into it, you were very high on Young Armin, just turned twenty-six years old uh, this past October, I believe. You had him as high as five. You have been pushing the Sarukian train, not not you. You weren't like super crazy as far ahead of other people. Excuse me. I think we had some people that had him ranked as high as seven. I'm a conservative guy. I don't. I don't recall. I think I had him. Out, I think I still had him outside the top ten. Maybe. Um. I'll have to check in a second. But probably. But you had him five. You had him five. And I feel like you were personally hurt that he did not run through Demir Ismigulov, and that may have influenced your reaction on the post fight show now that you've had some time to sleep to digest it uh d- do you want to rephrase your critique perhaps of Suryan's unanimous decision win over uh Magulov
3: I do not okay. I I had the time to sleep on it and I'm not I'm not disappointed I'm not upset I am still going to rank him number 6 in the world in our next ranking cycle I currently have him 5 And that five, as I mentioned on the post-show, is really a 4AB situation. We talked at the top. I think him and Matush Gamrot, neither man is better than the other. That fight was two guys who are identically the same in quality. Uh, And so... But because Gamrot officially won, gave him the nod in the ranking. But they're interchangeable. But all of my concerns about Sarukian are still here now. Uh, And I... The thing for me was not that it was a bad performance. It's just that I was so high on him, and he did not deliver on maybe my expectations. He he still has work to do. He's still super young, and he can absolutely get that work done. But I, I'm just going to segue right into my pick for him. I was going to say, what,
2: what homework have you assigned for for young Army? My
3: my pick for him uh, works very well because it's the guy who's right behind him currently in my rankings. Uh, but in my next iteration, we'll move directly in front of him. It is Rafael Fazeev. The reason I, I put Sarukin in front of Fazeev, because largely my rankings are based on who I think would beat each other in a fight. They are predictive in that measure, unless there is concrete data points saying the other otherwise. And I thought Sarukin is just going to tackle Fazeev and he's going to get his game going. I am way less confident in that now. He might still be able to do it, but his inability to firmly establish dominant positions sustainably against Ismagulov, who is to his credit tremendous defensively, did great work. Sarukian really struggled that win. I went back and rewatched it and honestly, rewatching it only reinforced my first take on it where that win looked a lot like Sarukian won Mostly because of athleticism and physical talent. And there's not there's nothing wrong with that. We talk about it a lot. Athleticism is a cheat code, use your advantages. But I would I wanted to see, and I think the thing that I was trying to articulate is I wanted to see more skill development. And that's not what carried the day. Ismagulov simply could not keep Armin off of him, he was too physically imposing. I am not confident at all that Armin can be that physically imposing against Rafael Faziv. And if he's forced into striking exchanges with Faziv, that Faziv is going to really chew him up because Faziv throws to hurt you and Sarukian is is a performative striker for a lot of what I'm seeing. So, again, still young, could develop. Uh, I am not, I know a lot of people are really against matching up two young contenders. It's just, I could have picked something else. I don't th- but it's not gonna happen. He's not gonna get to fight Benil Darius or Charles Oliveira like he wants. He's not gonna get to fight Dustin Poirier. He's gonna have to fight some other young guy who's good and Faziv is pretty highly ranked, and Faziv's in the same boat. Dustin Poirier's not gonna fight Raphael Fasiv. Why? In God's name would he? So they're gonna have to duke it out, and then the winner of that might finally have enough shine on them to say, okay, in the same way that When Gamrot beats Sarukian, Gamrot finally had enough chips, enough cachet to be like, I get Benny Dariush. And it's maybe not all the way, but it's close. The Fazeev-Sarukian fight gets him the same way, and the winner of that can then maybe get a fight, Charles Oliveira or one of the other guys hanging in the title picture, depending on how the next 12 months breaks down. So give me Fazeev. The fight's awesome. It'd be incredible. We would have a deserved... The the true and deserved king of the prospects at lightweight. That's what we'll be counting with that one. So that's my homework. That's where I'm at.
2: Jed, this is this is how I know that you are a harsh master, but a fair master, because <laughs> though you're critical of him, you I mean you are you're if anything you're still kind of moving him up the, you're still giving him a chance to move up the rankings absolutely uh, like i said he's going to flip spots in your rankings with fazeev so technically we'll be fighting someone above him and in our own rankings Alex uh, like i said Surukyan enters saturday at nine Faziv is at six so it's 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 a, he's still graduating to a big fight um you just think it's one that also is going to be very informative about like uh whether this guy is the real deal or not um
3: Absolutely. And that, that's a main event fight. That is not a, that's not, that's a five rounder main events of fight night sometime, you know, next spring. And the winner of that gets to call their shot and it probably won't be a title shot. Um, though maybe Fazeev could sneak one, depending on how things shake out, but with Benny hanging around, it's probably not a title shot, but the winner of that gets to say, Hey, I've, I've beaten all the best guys. I'm clearly the next gen. Give me Dustin Poirier. Give me Justin Gagey. Give me a big name to earn a title fight. Give me the number one contender match.
2: Now, I actually, the other thing I like that you mentioned, Jed, was that uh, there's some concerns over, is he just kind of out athleticisming people? Young guy, yes. great shape. That, very, that is very very my skinny,
3: biggest concern.
2: Very, very right explosive now athlete, me. which is why I went along with sort of the call-out he suggested, because he called out, I think, one of the most physically gifted guys in the lightweight division. Uh, one Mister Jalen Turner. Now, I I don't always love when fighters do
3: he our did, jobs. He did not call out Jalen. Oh, that was Drew Dober. That was Drew Dober.
2: Well, I uh, <laughs> I get them mistaken all the time. Okay, uh, I, know that, oh, I know I know
3: Drew Dober. They're hold both on. very handsome men.
2: They're both very handsome well, men. They're both lightweights.
3: Drew and Dober are both very handsome lightweights. Uh,
2: that's okay. We'll fix this in post. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Pause as you both know Jed, Suryukion called for a fight with either uh, Charles Oliveira or uh, <laughs> Benil Dariush, which anyone would know if they were if they read MMAfighting.com because we have a great website yeah, it's a great website and we have an article about that very collab which is you know which everyone knows about um, actually you know what but I'm sticking i'm sticking with my guns then I'm oh this with, is fine yeah yeah, yeah. You're, then, I, then i'm going with your jalen process
3: turner. might have been flawed yeah. <laughs> but your result is a okay
2: i'm gonna stick with my imaginary call out that he made because yeah let's let let him go after jalen turner i have a different pick for dover uh let him go after jalen turner because yeah i think you're right i want to know if no i think he can out wrestle jalen turner but again uh jalen very physically good guy huge guy huge guy 155 <laughs>
3: The the physical disparity there is going to be huge.
2: Well, if he could physically dominate him, that'd be super impressive. So I will go with that. Uh, Let us move on from this embarrassing misunderstanding. Amir al-Bazi. Happens all
3: the time. Don't worry
2: about it. I hope we're friends forevering here on Amir al-Bazi because we talked about this in the post-fight show. I don't think there's
3: a way we can't friends forever. I would like to
2: think we're all in agreement that Amir al-Bazi has to be the next, I was going to say victim. Victim. Albazi could beat him, we don't know. Has, but we're I mean, hoping, we're hoping Victim. I mean, we of know
3: the, the, the stats point out <laughs> science doesn't lie. And Manel Kopp, If your name is
2: alliterative, you are doomed he's, against him. He's coming after he is the alliter the alliterative assassin with his current win streak including Ode Osborne, Zuma Zumagulov, and now David Dvorak, Adversary And now we are we are hoping. That Amir Albazi, who was also victorious, great vicious win over Alessandro Costa, uh, fights Manel Cop next, the double A, and then uh Jed, You you had the the final uh you had the final the cherry. Final boss. Yeah, Should, should Manel Cop, should this fight happen? Should Manel Cop beat Amir Al Bazi, who will he then fight in twenty twenty
3: three? I mean, probably in a, a, a flyweight title eliminator match mm-hmm. at that point. Mohamed Makhayev, right there. I mean, I love it. Uh, is Makhayev booked right now? I don't is think he? he is, but I'm not. I looking. don't think, I
2: think a lot of us people are assuming he's going to end up in that London card. I just don't think he has a opponent yet. I think they're assuming yeah. he will, he will be fighting in March. That's the guess.
3: Very, yeah. very likely. So yeah, yeah, he, he fights like, I don't know, Tim Elliott or something. And in, mm-hmm. like, sure. in London. And then, uh, you know, Manel Cop does the thing against Al- Al-Bazi. He moves into the top 10. Uh, at which point, I mean, there's, you could also make the argument, uh, if Brandon Royval just drops his name and just goes by raw dog, raw mm-hmm. dog Royval, there's, there's an opportunity okay. there for another one. So we've yeah, got, we can, some, we've, we've got some chances. Oh my goodness. How did we, we missed the biggest one. Who?
2: Kai of France. Oh, Kaikara. Okay. Well, I mean, I was Kaikara. I, I, this is true. He <laughs> would yeah, Kaikara, that counts. The
3: biggest one. Kaikara this is France. True. Is, there are so many of them. He could fight nothing but <laughs> alliterative names for the next like two years.
2: Why is this the flyweight division best. like this? Why is the flyweight division like this? And more um,
3: and more will develop. It'll be awesome. So yeah, uh for sure I'm with you though. Yes. Manel cop, Mia Bazi. Yes. Cop wins. He fights Mikhaev or he fights Kaikara France. And then he fights whoever, whichever of those two he didn't fight afterwards. Yeah.
2: We've planned out all of 2023
3: for Manel Cop.
2: Yeah, Manel Cop. It's Cobb. done. Book it. Forget, listen, forget being a former Ryzen champion. Forget the, his um, incredible knockouts. The real selling point for him is the whole alliterative assassin thing. This is You put this on t-shirts. You start talking about this on, uh, you know, get that great voiceover on the ESPN broadcast, talking about his history of taking out alliter- alliteratively named opponents that's dollar signs baby. That's pay-per-view dollar signs. That's ratings in the millions. Uh it's, it's big business. Stuff. It's big business. It,
3: absolutely big business and then, you know, uh I'm I'm trying to think if he you know, he, he cleans out all of the alliterative names of Flyweight. Maybe he bumps up, but I, I can't think of any alliterative <laughs> weights off the top of my head. I think that are, there like, are actually some,
2: end. now that you mention it. Uh, I don't
3: want to... I can't... I, I'm I'm trying to, and I can't pull
2: any off the top. So. I don't know if we want to go uh, down this rabbit hole. Um, Kyung-ho Kong? Sure, that kind of That's Yeah, that counts. That definitely counts. Kind yeah,
3: of there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just a whole world available for old Cop in this very niche... Uh, but undeniably amusing. <laughs> bit of bit of weirdness that MMA
2: has provided us. That's a good pull. I think that's the highest one I can find. Kyung Ho Kang in the in the division.
3: It's I the only know. one I can think of. What a pull. I mean unless uh, you're gonna do sugar, Sean O'Malley, but really bringing in nicknames gets a little so a little
2: iffy. We kind of gave an advanced wildcard pick there. That, really we talked more about what's next for Cop than we did for Al but listen, we're just well, saying we sure Al <laughs> so, abazi great performance. Uh he deserves a, a guy with a name next. Manel Cop certainly has a name. Either guy moves them legitimately closer to a title shot. Like you said, maybe one fight away, whoever wins that fight. So great. Uh, I think that just again. Oh, and I want to say someone corrected me on social media saying they're training partners. I, I'm pretty sure they did train together at Extreme Couture, but I don't think either fighter is based out of Extreme Couture. I'm pretty sure if the money was right and if the opportunity was right, they would fight each other. I'm, I'm speculating. I'm speculating. Um, but I don't think they're both like died in the wool Extreme Couture. Um, representatives who are just like, oh, we'll never fight. I I, I could be wrong. They, it, I await these social media posts where they're like hugging and like we're best friends. We'll never fight each other. And people send it to me if I missed it. But I I think they'll they'll <laughs> fight each other. I, I could be wrong.
3: Yeah, I uh, my, I guess if if that's the case, I would say uh, I don't know Mateus Nicolau. He just just picked yeah. up a dub pretty. Yeah, recently. he deserves a big, I, highly I, I, ranked uh, guy.
2: A lot of people were saying the albazi um well b- before it was perez or or R- 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 whoever it was last the winner the winner of albazi and one of his original opponents for Nikolau, um but then it got switched yeah. up so i mean yeah honestly there's no wrong choice. way to eat this Reese's no. in the flyweight division right now oh actually i gotta check in you quickly i'm sure you'll talk about it on the show this week oh i, I guess you guys aren't doing will you be doing a no bets we're... bard not this week but there will be a year end will there be a year end episode it is undecided undecided
3: um, it is possible it may just wait until the beginning of the year. Okay. We're certainly doing a Futures episode. Right, right. Uh, whether we will separate that into a Futures and recapping some of the year or just combine them into one, still up in the air a little bit based on scheduling. So I, I, don't, for now, say no. We won't have one this week yeah. for certain.
2: Listen, I don't know uh, if you're going to get a chance to talk about this then. It, it, may, it may have cooled by the time you guys record the episode, but uh, how disappointed were you by two fights that seemed like pretty likely flyweight under candidates somehow neither hitting
3: well uh that's not technically true uh actually 50 percent. the cop one did not hit uh depending on at what point you got in on the mm. albazi coastal line you i got it at one and a half uh but you, you could find that line at two and a half at various points two and a half does hit it, the 213 uh mark of round three the cop dvorak Super should have hit. Really, <laughs> really should have hit. Um, but that's a whole different conversation about my my many frustrations with Manel Cop the fighter. Um, but you know, you can't win them all, and that fight card was probably it wasn't full of a lot of wins anyway. So we had a good year.
2: It's fine. Cop, cop and Sukian really let you down. I was I almost in different ways as far as showing that killer instinct and getting that job done. They kind of let you down.
3: They kind of let you down. Kopp, Cop really let me down. Sarukian <laughs> is, you know, maybe it was really simply just that Ismagul Gulab was way too good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But Cop, Cop had all the world of an opportunity to, to try and do something, and Buddy, he was content to let the fight come to him. So mm-hmm. that one was frustrating for sure. Which Listen. is why he is not going to be my. I don't. I mean, outside <laughs> the fact we already predicted him wasn't going to be my wild card. Anyway. No.
0: Beloved brands know customer relationships are everything. That's why over 130,000 trust Clavio to power smarter digital relationships across their websites, emails, SMS, and reviews. And now, there's Clavio AI, your guide to smarter insights, decisions, work, and results. Brands like Everyman Jack trust Clavio AI to personalize product recommendations that keep customers coming back. Discover Clavio AI at clavio.com slash box. That's K L A V I Y O dot com backslash box.
1: for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
2: No. Uh all right, let's get through these last three fights for the main card and get to that wild card. Uh Alice Caceres. Listen, the guy's a lifer. This was, I think I said UFC appearance. No. Num- this is a hard oh, one. Sorry, actually cap. Sorry. I, I haven't been using cap enough. Uh uh this is this was UFC cap number twenty seven. 25 twenty seven UFC cap number twenty seven. Alex Caceres That's fighting not, in two not weight. Not person.
3: a sh- small number.
2: Boy, he's been around for a long. I was I was writing about it uh, in the predictions and saying, man, if you if you remember, his Ultimate Fighter season was coached by uh, you know uh, uh and 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 meant to build up a title fight between George St Pierre and Josh Kozczyk. That's how long ago Alex Caceres was, <laughs> was like when well, he made his UFC debut. Uh, this is easy for me because I did have a prediction for a fighter last week that I want to get the winner of this fight uh so it was easy for me i don't know where you land will go with you first Jed. uh who's you have for bruce leroy
3: um so i this was a little tough because there were just too many options and none of them like really so many. rang out to me yeah. the one i wanted was andre feely that it's weird that that fight hasn't happened mm-hmm. but feely is booked against lucas almeida for Correct. february and i if almeida wins that fight i don't think i care about doing Almeida. It's just like that fight doesn't does does nothing for me. It's fine if it happens. Um, played around with a few. And then I stumbled on the one, and maybe this is doo-doo. I'm not sure the doo-doo rules is, this re- is in this regard. I went for Edson Barbosa. Now, I know he suffered a knee injury in September hmm. uh, that hmm. pulled him out of a fight with... Ilya Tepuria, and also, just, man, they are never doing Edson Barbosa favors. Lost six of his last eight or something, and they're like, hey, what if you fight Ilya Tepuria? I know you. your strength of schedule is one of, if not the most outlandishly tough fights in the last decade. Let's just chuck Ilya behind it. I'm trying to help Edson out. I don't know where he's at in the knee re- injury recovery, but that was back in September, several months away. Uh, if if this is available to do in the spring of next year, I want to give Edson an, a, a, a veteran name, 30 caps or whatever, a very winnable fight, and probably a fun one. So give me Edson Barbosa.
2: It would actually be the 28th UFC cap for both men. I did not even look great. into that, they so are. that is just yeah, a, a bit fair. of kismet. Well done. They are both at 27 uh, UFC caps. Uh, I love it. Very popular you know, listener pick. I want
3: to be clear. Those are the most difficult possible caps of all time. <laughs> like The difference <laughs> between quality of comp in those two 28 <laughs> oh. caps oh. could not be more stark. <laughs> and Caceres hasn't fought a bunch of nobodies either. But oh, holy crap, the the gulf between those people. If you are at home and you're listening to this, and you're like, why is he so-? – just go just go look up Edson Barbosa's resume. Look at the absolute list of murderers this man has been fighting for a decade since, like, 2012 or whatever. He joined the UFC in 2010. 2010, yeah. And his first couple of years maybe are a little – you know, that's what you expect – But starting at 2013-2014, doesn't miss. Hitters. Hitters all the way down. (laughs) Michael, Bobby Green. Here is a legitimate stretch. Bobby Green, Michael Johnson, Paul Felder, Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis, Gilbert Melendez, Benil Dariush, Habib, Kevin Lee. Like, what? That's good. What? That's good. (laughs) That's unreal. Um... And then it still goes on for another 10 names. Give him Alex Caceres. It will be the easiest opponent he has faced <laughs> since
2: Danny Castillo <laughs> in
3: 2013.
2: Uh, in Alice Caceres is less, not quite as impressive. Let's let's start <laughs> with uh, Edwin Figueroa, uh, Motonobu Tezuka, the immortal in Motonobu Tezuka. We he all remember very, that barn burner. He had a stretch of tough opponents Sergio Perez, Faber, uh, Masanori Kanahara, Francisco Rivera, and then kind of got bumped back. Messio Fulin, uh, Tough Latin America, Never Die. Uh, this Wa Guan you, you somewhere and then he fought Hick Diaz in there lost to him Martin Bravo uh not okay fair enough not exactly the same list of killers yeah that and before
3: yeah he he was on a good little win streak there too he won like five but it's like he was you know Chase Hooper and Kevin croon <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's that that, that ain't that is not what Edson uh-huh. Barbosa has been doing let's give Edson Barbosa a good name but a, a fight that he can win it's it's still a big opportunity. I think Barbosa, if he's not ranked in the UFC, he certainly was a, a ranked featherweight for him. He still is ranked. He's number 14 in the UFC. Nice. Uh, so it's still an opportunity. Let's let's do that. That was the by far the happiest one I could find I love it. since Andre Feely wasn't an option.
2: I love it. They're close in my UFC rankings. I have Barbosa at 14 as he is in the real uh, the real, excuse me. The UFC ranking. Yeah, what I'm is sorry. that? Excuse me. The UFC rankings uh, has fourteen, and in my personal UFC only rankings, he's fourteen. At uh, Caseras, just a couple of spots behind at sixteen. So I do like that. I went with uh, Jonathan Pierce just because I said last week after Jonathan Pierce's win. I knew I wanted, you were going yeah, to do that. Yeah, I wanted the winner of this fight. I have him just outside the top twenty-five. Uh, sorry, uh, the top twenty. So uh, I'm happy to have him. He needs to. I think he gets he deserves a chance to take someone's spot in the top 20. Uh, it just happens to be whoever was the winner of Saturday's fight with uh, Caceres and Arosa and uh, thus Bruce Lee Royce. So there we go. I like that one. Um,
3: I like that one too. The reason I didn't do that one is I want Jonathan Pierce to get a shot at the top 15. Like I want him to get oh. a shot at a, at a ranked guy. Great oh. win streak, been looking good. I want I want to give him a bigger bump than Caceres. Would be, He's close. It's, it's a tough If division. they make that fight, it's there's nothing wrong with that fight. Totally reasonable
2: we could have led the show talking about this man drew dober what an awesome fight what a year for drew dober just absolute chaos uh i could not help it i i i placed him on my top five he was a last minute addition to my top five you did it fighters of the year list i i i dm'd yeah, our guy shaheen i had to do who i did not have more fun watching any fighter this year than drew Dober. the terence McKinney one round complete insanity. Mm. Hafa uh, Alves, a really fun dance partner. Cause Hafa Alves is also a maniac and is also always doing weird, stupid things in the cage. So putting him and drew Dover together was just hilarious. Uh, also ended in a brutal knockout. And then this Bobby green comeback where he's getting completely tooled. You look at the stats, uh, Bobby green doubled him up with strikes in both the, in the, well, the round and a half that this fight was. And at the end of the day, it's listen, sometimes fighting comes down to who punches real good and that's drew dover he punches it so hard and he got the knockout uh three and zero in 2022 i loved it um i did not go crystal ball here i sincerely doubt this fight happens but i am going magic wand i am if i were okay. the matchmaker I, this is what i would do you you gotta give be him and michael chandler somewhere i don't know if it's next but i need to see this fight happen i think it oh, love that pick. insanely fun it's
3: definitely not next i do love no. that fight though that's an that's an uh, an excellent
2: fight. Did you know Drew well Dober called out? Did you know Jude Dober called out uh, Jalen Turner? Did you hear about that? I heard that he called out Jalen yeah.
3: Turner. And in fact, uh, because I am nothing if not a man of the people, my choice was to give the man what he wants. Uh, I would love for Jalen Turner to get a, a bigger step up, but that is the most unlikely of all outcomes at this point. Is that anybody above him will willingly fight the six two absolute <laughs> monster uh, in this division? So. Uh, Drew Dober calls for it. I think he's gonna. I do think he is going to get it, and I, I love that he's gonna get it. Great fight. It's the one I want to make. Simple enough. Enough said.
2: Uh, I think that fight will happen too. I think that's actually a decent crystal ball pick. And man, we hopefully twenty twenty three, Jed, the year that some of these squatters get kicked out of their spots by guys like Drew you, Dober and Jalen Turner, Sarukian mm-hmm. and just.
3: Look who you're talking to. The reason that I like you, like, well, Jed, you actually aren't like that much higher on Saruki. And the reason I am in general higher is I, what, I don't know, <laughs> five months ago, I was like, screw it. I don't care about any of these top lightweights anymore. They're not <laughs> fighting other people. And I moved them all down. I moved Poirier, Gaethje, Chandler. I was like, here, I'm going to replace you with all these young people who are dope. And then Benil Darius beat Gamron. I was like, well, look, you beat somebody that's cool and young and relevant. Now you're back up to the top three. So, Hopefully, we'll get some of that, but probably not. We're probably going to get Poirier versus Gaethje, too. Chandler's probably going to fight uh, Conor McGregor and the actual best lightweights in the world that aren't named. <laughs> you know, Islamakachev are going to be stuck fighting other dudes in the co-main events of fight nights and, you know, being the number 14 guy in the world or whatever, because lightweight is impossible. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and these and these aren't even bad fights. Like, who could complain about seeing Poirier no, and again, awesome or seeing Chandler, Chandler and McGregor? That'd be awesome. Like, I, we can't complain the about these fights. Unbelievable. But they do nothing to move the division in like a meaningful direction. That, that and that, and that again. I always say fights shouldn't always be about that. But I just you know just if they're, if you're gonna nitpick and like criticize these potential matchups, that's where we would go. But
3: I don't again, want fights always be about it. I yeah. do want some of it because what the truth yeah. is, what's going to happen is Poirier and Gaethje, etc. They, it took them a while to get their shot at it. And now they're here and they're going to stay, mm-hmm. even when it's probably a little past their actual peaks. And so the Fazives, Suruki, and Gamrot, Turner, like that group in like two years is finally going to actually make the all-the-way move up. And it's going to be a whole new crop of young hitters that we don't even know yet, that maybe aren't even in the promotion yet, and are like, actually, this new hot shit guy out of Dagestan He's he's gonna be a problem, you know. Other uh, other Nurmagomedov, <laughs> it jumps to the UFC like he's gonna be a problem in a little bit. Here, it's just gonna take him six years to actually get to the top of the division because it's impossible to make headway at lightweight.
2: Mm. Preach, preach, brother. Sport. Freaking I know. love it. I yeah, I know when. And and, and and I listen. That's the thing is, uh, I'm I'm a bantamweight stand, but uh, every division once it gets to a certain point gets like this cluster at the top. And it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to shake it up, but anyway, it's hard to make a dent, it is. Uh, let's go. With the man who opened up our main card with a spectacular knockout, uh, Mikhail Oleksechuk. Uh Love this guy. I think he looks great at 185. Though I I had a little bit of trouble figuring out what's next for him because he is a UFC veteran. It's just that he's only had two fights in this new division so far, so I wasn't 100 percent sure where to go. I I had to go with. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let uh, Jed. Well, who did you pick first for Mikhail?
3: This is the one I'm the least happy with. It wasn't as hard as yeah. uh, finding one for Caceres, but it is the one that I feel the least confident is good matchmaking. Um, I had two choices. I ultimately settled on Julian Marquez. Marquez was obviously oh. supposed, to, he was supposed to fight on the same card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duran win fell out. Um, I, frankly, I know it wouldn't have happened because of the way time worked, but... The Brundage fight, uh, Alexejic was a big favorite. It would have been cooler just to do an opponent swap and leave Brundage out in the cold, but it's ultimately where I went. I think there's there's one other name that I really thought long and hard about, and I'll be interested to see if if this came to you or not. Uh, it was Edmund Shabazian. I decided I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw because Shabazian might find wow. might be rebuilding, and I didn't want to throw him to. A guy who looks like maybe he's just a hammer a middleweight yeah. in Oluksaychik, but the fight is compelling um, uh, in, in and of itself. But uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, I'm not sure this is exactly what I want to do, so yeah, what about uh, you?
2: Listen, Shabazian's dangerous on the feet. He's dangerous on the feet, so um, certainly he has a chance, but I I, I would think uh, Oluksaychik smashes him. But um, hey, stand-up battle, who knows? Who knows which way it would go. Uh, it's funny, you mentioned, uh, just wanted to shuffle opponents. Did you know that uh, the the Oluksaychik, a Brundage matchup it's one of my favorite things Chad it's it's a mute it's a mutants matchup
3: oh it's a mutant is it matchup.
2: yes it was originally another fight entirely this was a, this middleweight spot was originally for Bruno Silva and Albert Doria. I do not
3: remember that at all no
2: it, it, I, it, I think it changed even that Brundage uh was a couple of weeks ago so it's not like super insanely short notice so this this fight has existed for a bit but originally Bruno Silva Versus Albert Duraev. Silva withdrew first, and then uh Sechik stepped in. Then Duraev withdrew, and then Brundid stepped in. So I always find that, I find that so strange. Like, could they not? Like, should it's they not? Accidental. Just, <laughs> just an accidental fist fight. <laughs> it's like neither guy was really planning to fight. And it's like, well, now you are, you know? And it's like, okay, great. Uh, so I went with uh, Brad Tavares. Uh, win, loser, draw. He's fighting uh, Robocop Gregory Rodriguez, UFC 283, January 21st. So uh, I just think it's time. Like, again, I. I'm a believer Oluksaychuk could be a top 10 guy. Uh, Brad Tavares has been a litmus test guy for many, 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 many years. Very respectable. Uh, I don't want to see Oluksaychuk fight Robocop yet. So even if Gregor Rodriguez won, I kind of want to keep him apart. So really, whatever happens with Tavares um, at that UFC 283 fight, give him uh, give him a howl. Let's just see where a is. So i so went with that.
3: I got no issues with that one either, man. There there were a lot of choices. You could have done a lot of things here. You could. Um,
2: and all of it's fine. Uh how was your wild card? How'd you go with your wild card, jet
3: My wild card was uh maybe the easiest one for me because I oh. knew who I was picking as a wild card. There's no there's no possible way. Did, there's no disrespect to anybody else, you know. Uh Said Nermegometro's Ninja oh, Choke, etc. Um, Simmons burger looked good. I'm going to go with Demirius Magulov because oh, he didn't okay. drop at all. Like uh, He lost almost no shine from that. In fact, he's probably going to get a bump up or two. I think maybe in my rankings, I had him just on just inside the top 15 on my rankings him at 12. I think he might actually get a little bit of a bump up because despite losing, I, just, I thought he showed, showed some stuff against, again, the guy I think is one of the five best fighters in the world. In his weight class so i wanted to pick him uh and look it sucks i hate doing it I hate doing it I hate hate hurting the light hate hurting the young fun lightweights but if the top guys aren't going to get off their rankings we're just going to have to s- establish a pecking order amongst the rising stars and you know who's a rising star at lightweight uh coming off maybe his best performance uh when you Factoring quality composition, Grant Dawson, baby. Man just runs over Mark Madsen, Olympian wrestler. Mark Madsen, Grant Dawson took him down repeatedly. Let's see how he does against Demiris Magulov because that man is a phenomenal defender of takedowns. Let's see what happens. Give me Grant Dawson, Demiris Magulov.
2: Damn, you just did it. You're just doing the thing. Our our motto of 2022 do the thing, carrying (laughs) over. And I'm 20, just throwing 23? them into the
3: fire. We got we have too many young good guys, and if the they don't get their chance to fight the other guys, let's just have them all fight each other. Then we can have one or two and be like, these are the guys who get first ups, and we'll we'll settle it that way while the squatters squat. So Us- Ismagulov, Grant Dawson, uh, sucks for Ismagulov to have another super good, super athletic wrestler come at him. But he had some success in this one. I don't think Dawson's as good as Sarukian, so he can maybe have a little more success, maybe learn some lessons, or maybe Grant Dawson arrives. So, doing it.
2: And and listen, we're trying to find someone to someday challenge Islam Makachev. And if you're going to challenge Islam Makachev— you're
3: going to need to be able to stop Grant Dawson—
2: um, but I'm saying is Ismagulov, Dawson. Perhaps as we put all these and other a lot of other wrestlers put these guys through the fire, one will emerge one from will this emerge. from this grueling tournament of wrestlers that has a chance <laughs> has a chance to grapple. Well, I mean we know Sarukian, uh can be competitive with Islam. We've seen it. So, but beat him another story. So yeah. uh, I like it. I like I like the wrestler lightweight wrestler crucible. Uh, that we're kind of kind of having. what here. we're doing. Just you have to get after d- it. Just trying to find someone for, for Islam. Islam, otherwise Islam's going to be champion for frigging as long as he wants to be. Uh, um, I, until until
3: Nurmagomedov the second rises from the ranks <laughs> of Bellator to take the crown from him. Oh my goodness! And, and Father's plan just churns out a domination of this one weight class for a decade plus.
2: Um, I went with Matthew Semmelsberger uh just an exciting guy listen this this guy he's super exciting i i i'm excited
3: I, to see where you went for him because i think there are some good choices out so there
2: many ways that. when they brought him in i remember thinking like i i don't know if i thought it was too soon he kind of came pretty inexperienced um i didn't know if he was a guy that wasn't gonna last long like comes in fights his four fights you know has mixed results and leaves but he's put together a pretty nice resume uh what is he now five and uh, six and two five and two so oh, he's got he's, he's got a going. good nice like little winning record uh he's five and two now he's got two sub 20 second knockouts again not against world beaters but still if you can do that that's pretty insane and now it takes out a young man who uh we were all pretty high on after his win over andre Fialyu, uh jake matthews uh jake matthews i feel like is taking a little bit of flack for Saturday's performance. It wasn't bad. He just was clearly outclassed by Matthew Semmelsberger outclassed uh, out, out powered out I don't know how you guys want to phrase it, but a um, bit of a step back for Jake Matthews and a step up for Semelsberger. So him and Jeremiah Wells would be nice. would be a cool matchup. I just think it's fun. I just think they're about the same range in my rankings. I think you're going to get a highlight. I think again, you kind of, you know, keep throwing some of these mid tier guys together. You might find someone who's actually worthy of a top 15 ranking. I don't know if Semelsberger is. I don't know if Jeremiah Wells is. But I know it'll be a fun fight. And I know um, each guy would could make a stronger case to uh, to at least get a shot at a top 15 guy if uh, whoever won that fight.
3: Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, yeah. Not where I thought at all you were going.
2: What were you thinking? Uh,
3: I, I thought you were just going to say, F it, let's, let's have fun. Jack <laughs> Madalena. Let's <laughs> just two dudes throwing them and one guy is going to fall over.
2: Yeah. JDM is a weird case now because he keeps saying he's fighting Li Jingliang in Australia I, as far as we know that has not been signed that is not official not announced nothing like that so I don't know if it's something he's just trying to speak into existence or if that is in the works but um, yeah that's not that's probably why I haven't been naming uh, JDM much on the show plus a a the I mean, it's, oh, yeah, a, it's a good fight I mean that's yeah it's a good logical matchup for JDM so if he's just trying to make that happen uh, very smart there's, there's certainly worse fights you could try to manufacture uh all right jed we're gonna go to well first uh let do a little quick check the tapes here it's the holidays jed and Gotta check the tape we do have a point we do have a point to give an point. No point to give we do uh our own mike heck well first of all message me i'm a little worried i think he's imparting pretty hard uh i think he needs an auto no point i'm not sure how his funds are going on vacation um has been uh, he been using the calculator too much he's might been using the calculator too much and just generally, uh, I think just splashing cash around wherever he's. I think he might be on like a, a White Lotus-esque, like Bacchanalian um, trip somewhere. <laughs> and it's just letting it rip, just making it rain. So he messaged me the other day and was like, "Was like, okay, okay, I need not a point. I need not a point. He's like, I called this fight, uh, Vittorio Delice, UFC 286, March 18th. And I said, okay, all right, settle down. Relax, relax, please, breathe. Uh, and I said, you'll have to share the point with a lot of... Se- several listeners call for this fight. So this is a shared no community point um hopefully that is enough to get mike heck out of uh out of jail uh out of the canary islands wherever he is and uh and back home safely so mike if you're out there please um take what take this portion of a <laughs> no point and use it wisely it, again it travels very well depending on what country you're in uh this could great make him exchange a, rate this could make him a king overnight i don't know where he is <laughs> right now he could be the king of an island right now with a with a fraction of a not no point so um hopefully he's doing all right but yeah vittori delice great great matchup. Uh, all right let's let, let's see Chad let me I'm going to run some listener picks by you you tell me what you think here Love them For our listeners just get a little standard disclaimer uh guys you're going to get a point for yourself if you're somehow the only person who had a pick this is very rare these days ever since our show has become you know build a little bit a little bit of a very popular, so, yeah, it's a popular it's program a, it's got people sending in picks so it's a little bit harder to be the only one <laughs> But it still happens. Guys, please pay attention to the weight classes. Have these two people fought already? Does someone have a notable injury that's going to take them out like for a year? Uh, Have they been released? Have they already been booked? Are they teammates? Some of this stuff, hard to keep track of. Some of this stuff, very easy to keep track of. So please, do your best. Your pictures might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. Uh, I will just make a note. I saw some people throwing Antrimonio's name out there, Brandon Allen's name for some of these middleweight-like fights, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, they are fighting now on uh, February 25th. That was... uh, reported on uh, mafighting.com so some of you guys might have missed it it happened saturday so not do do if you brought it up but i'm just kind of skipping over some of those picks uh a lot of people wanted ken and and uh, ddp Duplessis. jed not sure how you feel about that
3: so i briefly considered it um just because i, I do want ddp to get a bump up i ultimately went away from it because I was I was not doing magic wand. I was trying to crystal ball this week. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the one that's going to come for him. Um, I think DDP is probably going to get Chris Curtis. I know Chris Curtis oh. certainly believes that. Um, but they have not. It, it seems like, I mean, based on Andre Muniz, shit. Seems like the UFC is not interested in fast-tracking middleweights who aren't named Alex Pereira to a title fight. They're going to make you work your way on up. Um I think DDP is probably going to get Chris Curtis uh maybe I don't know like Jack Hermanson uh but feels like Chris Curtis is the right answer. So I don't hate the pick and I, the mm. fight would be good and very reasonable whether it'll happen I, I have strong doubts.
2: Yeah that that was the most popular uh probably the most popular listener selection I saw certainly the most popular pick I mean, for It makes sense he just fought the week before. Yeah of course. Same weight class. Yeah time dream. yeah yeah didn't seem to get too banged up a tough fight but didn't seem to get too banged up uh so yeah can't do people see a lot of people talking about that surikyan people are throwing out chandler poirier dariush the one people said the most because they believe that dariush of course of those three is the most likely to take it because Darius is a bit of a sucker let's be honest uh let me scroll down here we kind of talked about we hinted at some of these picks when we were going over our own oh i saw two people i hate this so much uh dober versus tony ferguson
3: <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that <laughs> the part of me that doesn't like Tony Ferguson isn't a, isn't opposed <laughs> I don't th- that will never happen I hope um, not I don't if you're gonna throw a look I I don't know I genuinely don't know what you do with Tony Ferguson at this point if you're the UFC like if you're just trying to make a name off him or give somebody a bit of a bump. I think you really probably only have like one more of those fights left. He's just mm-hmm. lost so many of them. He's really getting into the Cowboy Cerrone end of his career stretch here. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're gonna do that, you got to do it with Dan Hooker, or maybe you can pull it off with uh Patty Pimplett. Yes, I don't yes, think Drew yes. I don't. I don't think Dober brings enough to the table to to sacrifice Tony on, on his altar. So no hard pass for me. Um, the, it's tough for you, me to find a matchup. I don't like for Drew Dober just cause they're fun as hell yeah. and lightweight rules that is one of the very few that i'm i'm pretty against
2: <laughs> i i can't see ferguson avoiding a knockout punch for three rounds and or if they made it a main event god help us now i have no interest in it uh what else we have here oh look Sechuk, people throughout uh eric anders phil haas bruno silva sure no problem there uh cory mckenna does people want to see her see her fight vanessa demopoulos i'm into that that's fine
3: oh that's pretty good yeah that's a pretty good one yeah a popular pick that there makes a lot of sense
2: how do you feel about Saeed Nurmagomedov? There's a lot of people thrown out there. But the most popular choice, I was surprised, Ricky Simone.
3: Hmm. Let me pull up Ricky Simone and see what he's been doing
2: lately. I feel like Ricky, like the problem is, as I think the last two times Ricky Simone has won, I have matched make for him to move up in the rankings. I guess some people might have Said ahead of him. I wouldn't. No I chance. just
3: chance. I can't imagine anyone actually has him. He's on a five-five win streak, I, I, he listen, Saeed's he also...
2: thumped Jack Shore. The Jack Sa- Shore fight. Was... Said's on a four-fight win streak. You know, so I don't know. I don't I mean, know people, I guess, He's Jack, he's in I don't know what people are doing with their rankings these days. It's
3: true. <laughs> um, uh, you do worse, but based on that fight, um, I, Ricky would just kill him. Oh, I, you think so? I don't. I think Ricky would just kill him. Ooh. Um, Ricky's so good, man. Ricky, Ricky has the athleticism cheat code in freaking spades. Like, <laughs> if I, I said it at the time, the, the Jack shore fight was the most obvious fight of the entire year where it's just like, Hey, so, uh, these guys aren't playing the same sport. Like what they're just, they're not doing the same thing. One mm-hmm. guy is so much more athletic than the other. <laughs> We talked about it on the Daniel Cormier Damn They Were Good. Uh, there's a quote um, from um, – I'm blanking on his name right now. The wrestler he used to wrestle and then fought in the UFC in his light heavyweight debut. Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins. There you go. Uh, Pat Cummins gives this quote. He gave it to the the great uh, Sheehan al when he was doing The Night We Faced Cormier. And the quote is paraphrasing slightly. You know, you get told your whole life. You work hard. Uh, good things will come to you, you know. I'm I'm a damn good wrestler, you know. You um, youth national champion, etc. And uh, I, I, nobody outworks me. I come to the gym, so you get told that every day. And then one day, you realize that that's a load of shit. And I realized that when I faced Daniel Cormier, because I could do nothing to that man. He was talking about his collegiate wrestling days. He's like, I worked. There's not a soul alive who works harder than me, and I could do nothing to this. And that's that was Ricky Simone, Jack Shore. Jack Shore, hard worker, hell of a fighter. And it just didn't matter. <laughs> Ricky Simone was on a different speed than him. And I think that is very much the case. Like Saeed Yoko was was getting takedowns pretty much at will against Nurmagomedov, who's not a bad wrestler. Ricky Simone is going to throw him from the cage if you make Damn. that catch up. Wow. So I don't like If the plan is just to keep building Ricky, cool. But I'm with you. I would like to give Ricky a, a step up. And I, I don't know about the UFC rankings, not looking at him. I suspect that's a step back for him in that regard.
2: That is high um, praise for you to say. That some that a fighter will throw around someone with the last name Nurmagomedov. I don't think I've ever heard you make such a strong prediction against anyone with the last name that ends in really just in in OV, much less an actual Nurmagomedov. It's
3: it's that's very true, Ricky. I, I think we're about to see Ricky make a title run. I don't think he's going to win it uh, because some of the top top of that division probably figures to be tough for him, but he's. I think that's a good fight for him, based on how how much trouble Said Nurmagomedov was having uh, with Rachmanov's uh, wrestling and grappling in that fight until he get, until he found the ninja. You know, full credit to him, found it, and that's I, I'm not confident he finds the same thing against Ricky.
2: Well, you put you put your money where your mouth is. You you and uh, our own Stephen Morocco and our voting panel for the rankings uh, have him as high as 12. Uh, so you have ranked you guys have him ranked the highest, and people should also keep in mind our rankings include other promotions so this is not a ufc only ranking if we're talking about ufc only you and steven would both have him uh in the top 10 the top 10 of your rankings and uh probably more than fair based on uh, what ricky's done and his talent level All right. Uh, I want to read some individual messages here. People, flattery will get you everywhere. Uh, Casey Carpenter, always come with the compliments. First and foremost, thank you to Mike, Jed, Casey, David, Jose, and Sean, plus the MMA Hour team, especially my boy Frank. Shout out to Mysterious Frank. I said I passed this message along to him, Mysterious Frank. He, he loved it. For all the amazing, entertaining coverage you've given us all year, looking forward to next year, the year of the raw dog. And all the great work you will all have again. Excited to watch sometime New Year's Day, Bellator Rising card. Since Jed is hosting, let him know he's the GOAT of BTL. I don't always agree with him, but his ability to give hot takes and say who sucks is awesome. <laughs> that is one. your ability to say who sucks is one of your best traits. I agree with I agree with this wholeheartedly.
3: Look, the I appreciate the kind words. One of these days, people are going to figure out that the reason I'm good at BTL is I will simply say when people suck <laughs> and they'll That's start big. doing it, it it's is the big. same as like the calf kick or the oblique kick or like i i just found i i found the undervalued part of uh mma commentary yeah. and just and as, as controversial
2: I'm, just as controversial by the way a lot of people will say should should being should saying someone straight up sucks uh be banned from uh mma debate shows people have been talking about it people have been yeah, talking no about
3: it. I, i'm you know i'm it's you know, it's it's borderline. Maybe it's a fence grab. You know, in in the in the realm. But I'm going to grab that fence. Yeah. Until I've never seen I get you lose a point for it.
2: I've never seen yeah. you lose a point for it. So just that's a problem. Keep
3: doing it until <laughs> I get told I can't. And uh, other people are either going to follow problem. suit and they'll change the rules, or I will keep getting those free edges that 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 people are just giving away by not saying people suck.
2: I don't think I have ever said a fighter flat out sucks since i've started working in mma <laughs> since i started making money as an mma media member i don't think i've ever said like flat out so and so sucks i yeah, just but, can't but i can't you've do thought it. it
3: you've thought it
2: and listen and people can look at my btl record so it's not it's not great so maybe it's not a coincidence maybe i should have, i should have done that more uh casey likes Semmelsberger versus fuck we should talk about him more he looked he looked great on uh, on saturday oh he really did uh no mega versus yanez bobby green versus uh jim miller i keep thinking this fight has happened it has been booked three times and has never happened so yeah i'm totally for it uh and then uh casey also had another message for you jed uh casey carpenter tell jed take a shot in scarlett johansson's dms go on jed just do it.
3: <laughs> you know i don't think <laughs> that that would work out for me um and also might be creepy uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, for the people who didn't watch the post show, that yes. is a reference to me, uh, saying that it's very, very dumb, which I stand by on uh. Sarukian calling for Charles Oliveira and Benil Dariush because he has no chance. The, the fight, those fights will not happen. And I love dreams. Dare to dream, children. Do you? Um, but there's a difference between public dreams and private dreams, and your private dreams should be limitless. Dream, dream the biggest dream. The, the impossible dream even. But when your public dreams, you actually have an opportunity to maybe make them happen. At least be aware enough to know what can and can't happen. Um, in the same way that who uh, Kamal Usman trying to fight uh, um, Jan Blachowicz that one time, you know, that, or Max Holloway saying he would fight Francis Ngannou. Those can't happen. So don't, don't dream those dreams. This is like the match. It was tongue in cheek and funny. I disagree. Armin. Instead, try and try and fight somebody you can fight. Um, or be more interesting. I still stand by that. Take all the that, way.
2: Okay. Listen, that I can agree with, but I will ne- never tell a fighter not to make an absurd call out. I say, do it. It's like, if anyone's seen the movie Gattaca, it's about, uh, people in the future being, uh, separated by their genetic qualities and uh, spoiler for a movie that came out in, I think, 1997. Uh, at the end, uh, uh, Ethan Hawke is able to defeat his genetically superior brother in a swim, uh, swimming race, and it's because he says, I never left anything for the swim back. So I would tell all you people out there, dream your dreams. Never Call leave on anything everyone. for the swim back. Never leave anything for the swim back, all right? Dream your dreams. He, look,
3: I'll even stipulate that that's fine, but if you're going to do it, you get one. You get one. No, you don't you, get, no, I disagree. You, don't, <laughs> you can't dream a limitless dream <laughs> yes, of you either can. wars. That's why I would like dream. either this that's or this. Dream. No, I want this guy. If you're going to oh, okay, say a guy okay. you can't get, if you are going to say a name that you know you will not get, it better be one name, not two names you won't get. It's because that's even dumber.
2: This is <laughs> true. I like, do. I, I even have multiple rule...
3: fights that I won't get.
2: We even have a rule on Otno. Like if you sk- if you said, Oh, someone should fight someone or this person or this person, I just don't read it. So you're right. He should follow Otno rules and only right. predicts. Okay. If he okay. won
3: if if he had it would have been so much better if he just came out and was like, I want to fight Islamakchev. I am the du- I am the guy who gave him the toughest yes. fight he has had in the octagon. I wanna fight him. I beat Matush Gamrot, Ask the media, check MMA decisions. I beat that man, ten fight win streak. I fought him on short notice. My first fight in the UFC gave gave the champ his hardest fight. I want next. That is so much better than I want to fight Makachev <laughs> or Oliveira or Benioffaryush. Like, cool. Those are three
2: fights you aren't All getting. Right. Anyway, there's enough it's of spe- that. Specificity of a dream is a little more effective.
3: If if you are going, if you're going to be out like out completely irrational, be specific. If you're going to be rational, you can be very open-ended and that's fine. Yeah. Like I would like to fight any of these dudes in the top 15. That's cool. Not compelling, but like that's still reasonable. But if you're going to if you're going to ask for something that you have no chance of getting, at least keep it keep it locked in, baby.
2: Uh I'm moving to Twitter now. Uh we got a lot again, a lot of Fakertina of love. Again, he he looked great on the uh on the prelims. Clearest values wants to fight Chaos Williams. John Ray wants him to get the this is a nice one. Nicholas Dalby, Warley Alves winner. That's going down uh January twenty first, UFC 283. I don't know how you feel about this normago Normago potential Nermago Medov under Magometa violence jet. Said versus Umar. Umar is fighting uh Barcelos barcelos on January 14th. I, I'm pretty sure they're not um I always get these things mixed up. I'm pretty sure they're not like directly blood relations or or training partners. I believe like not all should are trained. Not be. Together. No, I don't think I, so. Right. I
3: will not pretend to be like the most, but uh Said is not related to Habib no. Umar is Habib's um cousin? Yes, um, I think so. And he's the, he's the brother of of Usman.
2: Um Umar, Usman's brother?
3: U- Umar is Usman's brother. I'm oh. I'm like 85% certain that okay. Umar and Usman are brothers uh, and that they are both obviously cousins to Habib. Uh, Saeed is not related to them, does not train with them. I believe he's a DAG fighter trainer, not Eagles MMA. Um, but I suspect, and there, I think there's been talks before that they have familiarity with each other. You know, same line of work, same exact city and area of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am not certain if those gyms are like rivals or just competing gyms in the same city. Uh, but I, I my guess is they haven't spent extensive time training, but yeah. I don't know that for a fact.
2: Yeah. Umar and Usman are brothers. This is, wow. Today I learned I cover MMA for a living people. This is, uh, this is new to me. Um, what happens Jed when, uh, Nurmagomedovs and Nurmagomedovs meet? I mean, I've never seen, I've never seen a Nurmagomedov fight a Nurmagomedov, um, uh, i'm kind of scared b- of this, even saying i bet it hasn't happened like it must have happened in russia it must be pretty well, common I, i'm yeah.
3: in like in a major promotion uh, yeah I, I suspect that that does
2: not sound familiar
3: like even if you t- take in like fight nights i wouldn't be shocked if that had never happened in like no. fight nights school. i've seen something.
2: i've seen silvas <laughs> fight silvas uh i've seen plenty of that well um, that's
3: i i'm gonna go on a limb and say silva is a much more common name yes uh, the ner- the ner- <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like Nurmagomedov is maybe the most common surname in the world. Or I, I even, frankly, in Russia or Dagestan.
2: Listen, this is assuming uh, Umar beats Sahani Barcelos. Not a guarantee, by any means. I, I Not would pick a guarantee. Him. He'll be favorite. I don't know if the odds are already on. He must be at least two to one. But um, I, that's a tough fight. That's a good fight. Anyway, but yeah, we could be seeing uh, Nurmagomedov, a Nurmagomedov crime in 2023. That would be something I else.
3: wouldn't hate that just because that's unique and fun
2: uh oops i saw a little doo-doo you know what uh, it's a holiday season i'm not gonna call it out i'm not gonna call it out do we uh, call it coal
3: in the holiday season instead
2: no it's still stinky doo-doo um, still, still doo doo. okay but alex mcadam thank you for uh semelsberger versus randy brown i think that's good uh there's dober versus dawson there you go there's that suggestion uh what do we got here sean haywood uh fakertinov versus tim mean that'd be interesting that'd be interesting i don't know what we have with this uh fakertinov guy yet but yeah, um, he's got all the I, traits. It
3: wouldn't be a would be a bad way to kind of maybe find a little more out.
2: How do you like uh, Mikhail Oleksaychuk versus Hadolfo Vieira, A little striker grappler.
3: Mm, I think I like that. Yeah, I think I like that. That's um, yeah, that feels pretty good actually. I I don't know if I like that as <laughs> much as um as Julia Marquez from a fun standpoint, but it may be from a um a meritocratic standpoint i assume that Vieira is a little more highly ranked um you know in your big board or whatever i, I would have him a little higher up than julian marquez but yeah, it's not a bad fight at all
2: our pal scott mccrate uh thanking the entire ma fighting crew thank you scott for uh, checking out our stuff he said he wants to wa- he said can you a jed wax for two minutes we won't go two minutes but maybe 30 seconds on umar versus ilia tuporia how it would play out if it's booked. Is that a fight that you like? I don't think Umar is I mean, we just said he's a Bantamweight, so can I'm
3: you pretty Umar sure.
2: Umar would have to go up to Featherweight, right? Is
3: there another Umar that I'm not thinking it's, of?
2: It's it's very possible there could be. Uh <laughs> I, I well, have been struggling to keep track of Nermagomadovs for the last two years or so. Uh there's an Abubakar um, at welterweight. Umar is a bantamweight and Sayid is also Umar a Umar is a bantamweight. So I don't know if he means uh, he'd like to see Umar go up to 145 or maybe just got the weight class. I don't class
3: think that's up. necessary at all.
2: Okay. No worries. Scott, no worries. Interesting question. I just wanted to read it out. Uh, and we appreciate, again, we always uh, appreciate. Also, speech.
3: it would be Ilya Tepuria because Ilya Tepuria is freaking sick.
2: Yeah, if that part until, part, right, yeah.
3: Until such time as Ilya Tepuria is um, fighting lightweights who aren't named Patty Pimblett, I do think he will have some real troubles at lightweight because he's small for that weight class, mm-hmm. um, which we, I mean, we saw Jai Herbert give him problems by simply being huge, but I think he's a plus at featherweight and there are maybe four dudes in the planet. I would pick to beat him in a fight at featherweight.
2: Certainly not a blown up Bantamweight. I can't wait to see him. In, I can't wait to see more of Ilya in 2023. My goodness. Uh, Hayes with third wants Strickland versus duplessis and has this for Alex Caceres. Uh, uh hayes says i have to stop picking against bruce leroy uh so we know that the korean zombie isn't fighting in february it seemed like his next fight would be retirement why not have bruce leroy be his retirement fight they can still have it in seoul uh it can still be a headliner in my eyes and it's clearly not just feeding zombie to an up-and-comer it's a winnable fight for zombie and also if alex won that fight it could potentially give him a bit of fan interest in the way that someone like kelvin holland has uh I love the idea of Alex Caceres versus Korean zombie. Again, it would require, depend on the timing. It would depend when zombie uh, is going to fight in 2023. If at all, like I said, we don't know exactly why he's, um, he has I think some sort of injury. He can't fight in, in South Korea. Uh, I like it. It, it. If it were billed as a retirement fight, if we knew it was the last fight for zombie, I really like it. If it's just his next fight and we're not sure what, where he's going after, it's still a good fight, but I don't know. I don't know how you feel. Caceres and Korean zombie. Jeff,
3: so I think it kind of gets at a lot of the stuff I was looking at for uh for how to use Caceres, right? It's it's very similar. Uh except for I think it's too big a step up based on how the rankings are for, for zombie. Um I don't really want if, if zombie's last fight, I don't really want it to be Alex Caceres. I don't know who I want to Oh, I to like eat. it.
2: I like it for oh I see I mean I, don't know, I, I like
3: that. That's just a fight I don't care about though, is my, <laughs> my primary issue. Like if, if I'm getting it's... one last zombie fight, I don't want it to be all right, let's send Zombie out on his back. You know, necessarily, but you might would not like to see.
2: You could take out Caceres.
3: I mean, I think I'd rather see like Barbosa Zombie or something. Yes, like, yeah. Uh, There's some other dream other matchups. One. Yeah, yeah. If I if I only get one less, I want to cook with with the with the last time I get Zombie. Um, but I think it, he's driving at the same point I was with Barbosa of look, Caceres Isn't really going to make a run or do this, but he is a big name, and I want to give him an aging fighter. Who's had maybe a tough go or uh you want to see have a winnable opportunity but if they do lose not the end of the world so i, I get where he's coming from not mm-hmm. how i choose to go
2: uh what are some others thomas collins i like oh look maybe versus you may gaston loser big step up but again i'm high on Oleg Sechuk, so i don't mind it i'm they actually
3: are- that that was the other fight i the most oh. the most considered i don't like doing I know this is very stupid. I largely don't like loser versus winner fights, uh-huh. and that was the primary reason. But mm-hmm. I was like, if if neither, I would have done Imovov for him instantaneously if Iimovov wasn't uh, booked. But I was like, okay, we could just do. But if if Imovov wins, it feels like he deserves more, right? Yep. So I was like, can't do that. And I was like, and I don't really want to give him Gastelum coming off a loss, and so that's. But I, it's not a bad fight, not at all.
2: I could see him getting one of these guys. Yeah, either the winner or loser some sort of mix there. Bear O'Reilly says Hafa uh, Garcia versus, I guess it's Rafa, excuse me. Rafa Garcia versus Rafael Alves. Hafa versus Rafa. Uh, I always love that. Oleg Sejic versus Buckley.
3: Sick. I'm down with that. Yep.
2: Uh, Dax at Pike Putt. Surkyan versus Makachev too. If Makachev loses the belt. If Makachev lost to uh, Volkanovsky, do you think that this is a fight they could that they could set up?
3: Yeah, actually yeah? that probably does work. Interesting. Um, I don't know that they would do it if we're doing crystal ball here. I, I don't know that they're gonna do that if uh Mach- and certainly it depends how he would lose. My guess is that if Makachev loses, he's still by being a champion, he's gonna get like G or Poirier or something like oh, that. Uh, and I you were gonna say still
2: a, won't I thought they're gonna say immediate rematch. I was gonna be like, Oh, oh please no. No, no, no. He's not getting to
3: rematch. <laughs> um, you never know. You never know. I mean, if you know, controversy or whatever. But if he loses, that is much more likely than any world in which Sorokian gets to fight Charles Oliveira, basically.
2: Uh, and James Nolan from Twitter, uh, Sorokian versus Gaethje, I wish. And uh, Aleph Caceres versus Bryce Mitchell. That's actually kind of cool. And also, and definitely a clash of styles as we have the... Um, That's actually
3: I, really good too.
2: How do I be nice yeah. about this? Caceres, sort of a worldly, um, loving uh spiritual soul bryce mitchell uh thinks the earth is flat um so i i don't i don't know i don't know how people would uh, it would make for an interesting build-up build
3: i've actually changed my mind i don't want to watch the flat <laughs> earther want... beat i do not want to watch the flat earther beat the hell out of you might not um you might not. Mm, feels like you would
2: <laughs> so all right all right We'll we'll close out with Instagram. I got some of Mike Hex uh, usual contributors coming to me. Very smart, thank you guys. You knew Mike Hex was on vacation. Uh, Robbie Ryan Dober versus Pimblet in London. I don't know how we didn't bring this up earlier in the show. Dober just annihilates him, right? And again, I've defended Pimblet's fighting ability. There are a few matchups
3: harder or worse
2: for Pimblet <laughs> than Dober. It's bad, because Dober's not going away, and I don't. I don't
3: think was not a realistic outcome of success for Pimble in that fight. It, I
2: mean, if you think he's his grappling is so good, he could submit him, but I don't think it's quite on that level. He's that not he, he a good enough just, wrestler. He's not a good get, enough wrestler. We saw that. consistently get Dober to the ground. We saw that in the Gordon fight. Um, but thank you, Robbie Ryan. This has to happen in London. I don't know if you'd want that to happen in Honestly, London. Honestly, all, that all that of, of those worse. fights
3: are people who just want to see Paddy get slabbed. They want him to be carried out on a stretcher. And I get it. I get the inclination, but... There are any there are a number of those fights we can book. All of them are gonna go the same way. Look, Bobby Green, if if there just ain't no way. There's just no way that fight is happening. The problem with like Bobby Green is the other side of that argument too. If you gave Bobby Green to Patty, the problem is Bobby Green will probably actually be worse to Patty, because he Patty won't get knocked out. He will just get made to look like a child. Like Bobby Green will just Put him on the bus and take him to school for 15 minutes, yeah, which will be more damaging the, to Pimblet than getting slabbed up by a big left hand or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's one thing for Patty to be caught, it's another thing for, like you said, three rounds of the commentary, just going like, Man, I don't know what's, what's going on in there. I don't, Patty just can't seem to hit him. And 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 yeah. social social media. Patty's just...
3: face is so bloody, <laughs> he's landed two strikes. Well, <laughs> uh, he's trying, but man, he can't even sort of make something happen here. <laughs>
2: uh all right matt bradbury i like uh versus charlie charles Oliveira. it's not happening but i like the thought uh beans extreme memes matt selensberger ian gary i don't hate that i think that actually might be a really good test for ian gary even though it could end up it with is. him just getting his head knocked off but hey listen you're the well when you're getting up there in welterweight there's a lot of chance people who can do that to you
3: i like that fight a lot actually yeah
2: and i got another and i'll close out with another mike heck refugee uh gerard biak and thanks gerard um Caceres versus Ige, Damon Jackson winner. That's going on January fourteenth. Abazi Tim Elliott, Said Nurmagomedov, Hafa Alis and and Sergey Morozov versus Montel Jackson. All solid picks. Hopefully, you guys out there get a full uh, no point uh, for the holidays. I will let you know. Please let me know, guys, if I if I uh, if there's a pick that you somehow nailed down and I missed it. Uh, send in your future picks. We won't have to worry about this for a while. But send in your future picks to me at Alexander KK Lee on Instagram at Alexander Kaylee on Twitter, and alex.lee at SBNation.com on email. Jed, where can people reach you? Do they just want to give a little, little poke?
3: Little poke uh, a few of them did ahead of this, because the word oh. got out that I would oh, be. D- so Do you have picks? Uh, no,
2: no, because I, oh. I
3: intentionally directed them all to you. Okay. A couple come, a couple of them, I was like, I don't know the answers to this stuff. <laughs> this is not my world. You should send it to AK.
2: Okay, great. Uh, um, but great. it's
3: on Twitter at at Jed K. mashu Yeah, and that's it.
2: Um, people should know. I if you listen to the really show, if they listen to the show and they're not following you, I mean, what are you? What are you doing with your life, really? So
3: they're probably happier. They don't want to get my football <laughs> tweets on a Sunday when I'm I have like thirty stupid bets down because I'm bad at gambling on football and I'm just furious about people, things going on.
2: That's why people should follow you. Uh so yes, we won't be back with a proper matchmaking show until January. 14th another UFC apex card uh UFC Vegas 67 headline by a fight we've talked about quite a bit uh Dean Imavov versus Calvin Gaslam also on this card uh I shouldn't have, wish I had a proper order here Jimmy Flick coming back to fight Charles Johnson Alan Nascimento, Alan Nassimanto, Carlos Hernandez so a couple of flyweight bouts there uh Jeff Neal and Shavkat Rachmanov Jeff Neal signed in the dotted line to fight a man nobody wants to be in the cage with right now a top women's contenders fight uh, between Kaitlyn Vieira, uh, women's bantamweight, excuse me, Kaitlyn Vieira and Raquel Pennington, soon to be mom, Raquel Pennington. Congrats on that. Uh, featherweight bout between Jarno Ahrens and David Onama. Lightweight bout Omar Morales, Matush, Matush Rebecki, Daniel Argueta vs. Versus Isaac Dolgarian, Puna Soriano, Roman Kopilov, Dan Ige, Damon Jackson, Umar Nurmagomedov, Haoni Barcelos, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, and Claudio Ribeiro, and Javid Basharat and Mateus Mendonça. So uh, a lot of people debuting, a lot of contender fa- names that might be familiar to uh, those of you who watched uh, the last couple seasons of Contender series. Not the most star-studded card, Jed, but uh, it's it'll you know it's a way to kind of ease us back into uh into twenty twenty three, the UFC's uh, calendar year. So uh we'll also yeah. have Ryzen Ryzen versus Bellator coming up guys before the year is over. And uh, as for content from us, and I'm hey, hey, I know Mike a a oh
3: don't forget there's also Fight Circus Sunday evening 8 p.m fight yes. TV.
2: If you are listening to this uh now you hopefully you don't listen some people only listen on Monday but if you listen to this on Sunday when it goes live guys you could it could be happening as we speak. So uh, don't forget, Fight Circus, Sunday night, again, possibly right now, depending on when you're
3: listening. And if you're it. listening on Monday, go to the great website. I believe I'm going to to do a write-up on it since yes. I'm obviously watching tonight.
2: Look for Jed's coverage, and and they're pretty good. I wouldn't surprise me if they throw it up on YouTube at some they're, point, or somewhere free. They, throw, they, they yeah. throw
3: them up on YouTube usually within, like, one to two weeks, if not yeah. days or whatever. Uh, the FMD full, the full Metal Dojo guys, really great about it. <laughs> it's going to be a good time it it may flirt with um dignity and acceptability but boy we're gonna have fun
2: it's yes it may not be something you want to talk about to your non-combat sp- actually even oh. your combat sports understanding friends may wonder what the hell are you doing but uh that is going down you may so, not yes. want
3: to may not want to watch if you're home for the holidays or you're visiting you know your significant <sighs> other you're with their family maybe don't watch that with your significant other's family unless you you know you're already in there you know they already know that (laughs) they like you you're committed but if it's your first time in the holidays with them you know just feeling out maybe maybe skip hanukkah gon this year
2: leave uh, the the fight circus out of it for now (laughs) Uh, but yeah, we'll have plenty. <laughs> we'll have, still have plenty of programming on the MMA Fighting Podcast Network coming up. We will have an episode of "On to the Next One." I assure you, we will have a ranking show. The uh, the highly anticipated airing of grievances uh, will be coming. Yeah, up. I, I know you'll be part of that. I know you love you love airing grievances. Uh, whether it's with fighters or with your people that you work with. Don't boo uh, me. I'm right. <laughs> me, I'm right. And again, plenty of other coverage and things uh, to follow and MMAfighting.com, MA Fighting's YouTube, MF Podcast Network. Guys, you know what our social media, TikTok. We're on TikTok now. I don't know what's going on. We're here for the Ray Rosas Junior generation. Uh, but thank you everyone who sent in pics and listened to the show all throughout 2022, 2022. May your 2023 be full of ought-no points uh, and and wealth and prosperity and health. Uh, thank you so much, Jed Mishu, for joining us several times this year, for, uh, for filling in a fantastic matchmaker on the spot and uh, just, a, just a fantastic I'm man. i getting better.
3: I feel like I'm getting better at it. You, you know, I had it a little today. more reps. I'm it. feeling better about it. So yeah, thank you, you for... Thank you for letting me step in, you know, to to carry water when Mike's abandoning the ship.
2: <laughs> thank you, Jed. Thank you, Mike Heck, wherever you are. Please get out of uh get out of jail, wherever you are. Use that Otno resources to get out. And uh thank you again, everyone, for uh, who listens, watches, reads. Uh we love you guys. And we'll see you in well, we'll see you before twenty twenty three, but the next proper matchmaking show, uh, we'll see you on. On to the next one. The podcast. to the next year. On to the next year. Well done. Love you guys.
1: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.